The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday season is just around the corner, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. A big chunk of gingerbread that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs, that is. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap also. And at almost five ounces, this soap should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com. But if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Hey, now, Ken, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. Yes, that's true, Harry. But, but what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? What? I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. And then, then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Hey! How about this mad cow disease? What about it? Well, it was here for a while, then it went away. Your thoughts? Yes, yes. It was what was in the news for a while, and then it disappeared from, from the news. Good point. Jeez, I hope I never get it. <laughs> hey, what about this? If you had a choice between being the top scientist in your field or getting mad cow disease, what would it be? Well, of course I would choose to be the top scientist in my field. Oh, good. I was worried you'd choose mad cow. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is Thursday, November 3, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hello. Hello. Obama. Mm. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you need a lawyer, better call Bo, or better yet, head over to thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez. Or you just click, click the link on the podcast page. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm in kind of a, uh, I'm in a weird mood today, uh, watching all the polls come in and anticipating election day. Uh, I guess congratulations are in order to the Chicago Cubs. Absolutely. I don't, uh, I don't follow the sports game, (laughs) but I do know that the Chicago Cubs won the World Series for the first time since 1908. I did at some point know a lot about baseball. I did. I played baseball and I followed baseball, but I, I since have stopped. Many, many years I have not played baseball, but this was worth checking out just because of the history of it. Like to see uh, an underdog finally come in, yep. come up and uh, and win something. They are the ultimate underdog. Yep. 
Um, longest uh, what is it? Longest dry spell in sports history. Yeah, nineteen oh eight. That'd be. Uh, I may be a math stupid, but I think that's one hundred eight years. One hundred eight years. Yes. One hundred eight years. Um, speaking of stupid, I had a really stupid night on Twitter. I know you're shocked to hear that. Um, There's, two- is there is there any other kind on Twitter? <laughs> Tuesday night. I, I don't know what the hell. I, I think you know, I wrote a piece about uh, in which I detailed some of this uh, for the Banter Magazine, which should be coming out sometime today, Thursday. And, I really uh, hope I don't have a piece to the Banter Magazine. Yeah. I already, I already told uh, Ben. I'm like, please. Can I- <laughs> just get me out of this. Yeah. I just Because I, I wrote a piece last night that just got published this morning, and I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I did the same. I wrote a piece yesterday, and I, I used part of this as a, as a peg for my piece because, I mean, what's been going on, I guess, boiled all down is that people are just going insane at this point. It's just, I think this election is just generally driving people insane. Oh, it is. No, and, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just, I wanted this over weeks ago. Yeah. I wanted this over months ago. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly done with it. I, I'm really, we're really. Now, we're now at the point where, <laughs> I mean, if you believe Nate Silver, one in three elections, that idiot wins yeah absolutely and and it's terrifying that is terror it's terrifying to think that that two weeks ago it was one in ten yeah and we do have some good news with regard to all of that coming up here on the show in a little bit and we are i know because (laughs) i heard a lot from a lot of people in fact uh, about our tuesday show that it was so negative (laughs) i know i know apologies for bringing you the you know for for bringing you reality the actual reality of what's happening in this election but so i thought i'd balance it out with a little bit of good news but that is all prefaced by the of course the mantra being don't get happy for god's sake but you know generally people are being um ridiculous and stupid right now and uh and that was the case tuesday night on twitter now I, I like to find little stupid factoids and I like to go back in history and especially like presidential history and, and find out things that have occurred. And I like to relate those things sometimes on social media. <laughs> it's just something I do occasionally. It's not a big deal. And this certainly wasn't a big deal, but I was looking at the fact that Hillary Clinton, uh, if Hillary Clinton does win um, the fact that she'll be the first sitting president-elect from the Democratic Party to be serving a transition while there is a sitting Democratic president. This is the first time this has happened since 1857. Really? That's how we're... On the Republican side, of course, we need only look back to George H.W. Bush uh, succeeding uh, uh, Ronald Reagan. Right. Where there was a transition, where there was a Republican president coming in, or Republican president-elect coming in during the uh, sitting term of a uh, Republican president. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder when the last time was that the Democrats did that. So I went back to my history book, and I looked on back to... uh, It was 1857. The last time it happened with a two-term outgoing president was 1837 with the transition between Andrew Jackson and uh, Martin Van Buren. And that was the last time it happened. And this is specific to the Democratic Party. And, and of course, this is this, there's nothing earth-shattering about this. This is not breaking news. It's just It was just a stupid f- couple of factoids that I threw out on Twitter at about, I don't know, 7, 7.30 in the evening, Tuesday. And then I was going to shut it all down. I was going to get off social media and move on with my evening. And then, of course, I looked at my mentions. And that was the dumb thing to do. Of course it was. Because then this is what I was getting. 
What about FDR and Truman? What about JFK and LBJ? What about LBJ? I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I, I saw the response. It must have been at least a dozen times, if not a couple of dozen times. What about LBJ? What about Truman? Right. Like, what are you... T- did you... Did anybody read what i actually wrote truman ascended to the presidency because of the death of fdr and was only later elected in the election of 1948 the same goes for lbj and jfk (laughs) this is you're talking about the regular basic average boring transition of power from one president to the next exactly and in this case minus death or you know whatever dismemberment yeah and even some people were going what about the multiple terms of FDR? What about that? Oh my God. I'm like, you know, everyone's going bananas. What is that? That is you know how I feel about this. If yeah. I could, honestly, if I could, I would get the hell off Twitter. I mean, if it weren't <laughs> no. for the fact that that I kind of have to be there because of this, uh, you know, yeah. this job that I do, mm. um, I would. I, I don't. I don't want to be available to the general public. Because the general public f***ing sucks. So here I find myself, God damn it! even Charlie Pierce chimed in. Like, really? Oh, yeah, what about, I mean, it was like, what about, true? I was like, Charlie Pierce probably knows more about history than if there were 10 of me sitting here talking about history. The fact is that uh, I ended up fighting with people. And I didn't fight with Charlie Pierce. I just clarified for him. It's just a stupid factoid. It's basically to highlight the fact that Hillary Clinton will be making history in more ways than one. And this is a big one. It's so me, seldom happens that, you know, that a separate uh, a president from a, the same party um, becomes president after, you know, a president of the same party. I'll tell you something you probably already know. Yeah. I worked in local news for a good long time. <laughs> yeah. Whenever anybody made a mistake on the air, the phones would light up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is basically the old school equivalent of what happened to you. Oh, my God, you made a mistake, and I know the answer because I'm smart. Uh, I better call that TV news station and tell them that, uh, That's right. uh, uh, you know, the entertainment girl got it wrong, and Bon Jovi released five albums, not four, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I mean, Stupid. I, and, but the funny thing was, is I wasn't wrong. It was just, it was an observation that this so seldom happens. The the Reagan to H.W. Bush thing. What what could very well happen on Tuesday? Uh, uh, the, the transition between Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Two presidents of the same party, or a president-elect and a president, both serving at the same time uh, from the same party. It seldom happens, especially on the Democratic side, when you have to go back all the way to 1857. So that's a big deal. It's an achievement. I think some people thought that I was saying that Hillary Clinton has long odds to win because of what has happened in history. But of course, that wasn't the point at all. Everyone reading into it what they want to read into it and then and then treating me as if I'm saying something that's inaccurate or, you know, right. it's just like, no, this is what is going on. And then still, even after that, what about LBJ? What about Truman? Oh, you people, <laughs> just sit down. Just go sit down and shut up, for God's sake. That, so that was my stupid uh, night on, on Twitter. And I just, I was banging my face against the wall because I'm like, I was rereading my tweets going, is there something unclear about that? I don't think so, no. Right. So it, the bottom line here, the, the, the point of all of this is to say that I think people are just going bananas. And this is only after, and this is a point I made on the Tuesday show, and it, I, I think it bears repeating. 
This is only after 17 months of Donald Trump on the national stage. Now extrapolate that out to four plus years of Donald Trump serving as president of the United States. And before we ever even have a chance to replace him, you know, we're going to have to go through a whole nother Donald Trump candidacy when he runs for a reelection in four years. So we're going to have to go through the 17 months all over again on top of having a Donald Trump presidency in between. That is terrifying. I have this thing that I've done for a really long time Yeah, where if a team I genuinely love, mm-hmm. like genuinely love, is pl- is playing a game and, and I really want them to win, um, unless I'm gathered with a, with a group of people, it's a bar or something, you know, some that kind of thing, yep. I, I won't watch. I, I won't. I'll go out and do something else because I don't know. Maybe I feel that that maybe I'm superstitious and feel that that my eyes somehow are you know jinxing the team. Yeah. But I'd rather just know at the end. Just I just shut my eyes and pull the covers up over my head and just say, "Tell me how it all ends up." And I'm there now. I've stopped looking at five thirty eight. Mm. I've stopped. I've tried. I've tried to stop actually reading a lot of the news that 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 comes out because I mean I yeah. noticed you know I I noticed. Uh, uh, last night that, you know, The Hill is reporting on this bullshit Fox thing that they did about uh, that they ran last night. Brett Baer ran about how the Clinton Foundation is go- going to lead to indictments. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm out. I'm yeah. done. Here we I'm go done again. until election day. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know what? I may even try and write if I got to write for banter. I got one more piece coming uh, this week that I know will be involving Trump because it, it has to be. It has to, I have to write something about how I feel and what it's like to watch people I care about and people who are talented, who I worked with over the years, who have been covering the Trump campaign and watch them basically get spit on and threatened. And, and I mean, it just, it fucking infuriates me. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about Katie Turner in a second. Yeah. So uh, that's coming. But after that, I, I, I swear I'm going to write about fucking puppy dogs until Wednesday. <laughs> well, good. I'm just done. That's and, actually- and, you know, and there's something to be said for the fact that I travel. I know we're taking time off, thank God, but I travel mm. beginning next, uh, next Thursday, next Thursday morning. Right. So yeah, like so on, you know, so Wednesday I'm going to be busy as shit anyway, and on Thursday morning I, I leave to to go travel for a week for work. So I get to kind of just shut my fucking brain off and zone out. Oh, so so are you? You're leaving town on the tenth. On the tenth, yes. On the tenth, okay. Well, we're yeah. gonna have to figure out something for the show. <laughs> we can do we can do it the night before or something. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. It. Yeah, I think maybe it's better to do the show on the ninth anyway because I'm trying, I'm trying to think of when I travel, or I could do it in the airport or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, we'll figure it out. But I I think actually it would be better to do the show uh, Tuesday and Wednesday instead of Tuesday and Thursday because uh, obviously go. we want to react to the election, which is which is on Wednesday. Well, there so. you go, Tuesday and Wednesday. That'll See be that? an action packed day. Yeah, definitely. Break, we break news here. Absolutely. And you know what you're doing? You're actually doing with the uh, uh, the tuning out of the event as it as it transpires is, is sort of what uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas used to do. Like when Indiana Jones came out, when Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, they both went to Hawaii, sat on the beach, <laughs> didn't yeah. want to think about the uh, box office returns. Yeah, I don't want to know. I just, <laughs> you know what, on the morning of... Uh, you know, or the night of the night of the eighth. Yeah, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch TV during the day, on the eighth. <laughs> f- that. I'm going to. You know oh, what? I will. I will watch the night of the eighth, and I will. You know, I will have my heart in my throat the whole time. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Since it's probably going to be closer than we thought it was going to be a few weeks ago. Yeah. A few short f-ing weeks ago, which in this can in this goddamn campaign is a lifetime. 
Yeah. Now, you know what else? Actually, now I'm glad you brought this up because uh, this has reminded me that the other thing that happened on Tuesday that we that happened, in fact, after we were finished with the show, which means we should probably mention it now, which is this survey that came out of Florida. There was breaking news that with the early voting combined with the likely vote polling in Florida, Hillary Clinton will win Florida by six points. That's that's the survey. And in I fact, so. what's propelling that is the fact that apparently 28% of Republicans in Florida are switching over and voting for Hillary Clinton. This is the thing. This is the thing that I do. And I, you know what? And I say this honestly. I am not saying this is wishful thinking. If mm. And if any, if people out there can tell anything at this point, it's that I am not a wishful thinker. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Hello. That I'm um, I'm a realist. I'm I'm a cynic. Uh, yeah. I get I'm a nihilist. I am a fatalist. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I do think that there is a a bigger likelihood of people who live in Trump households secretly voting for Clinton. Yeah. Then there is people who live in Clinton households secretly voting for Trump. That's right. I think that we will see more defections from the right. Or from the uh, from the Trump side, from the supposed Trump side, over to Clinton, then we will see going the opposite direction. Yeah, it's funny. I made a meme about that uh, a few months ago. In fact, I said, you know, uh, Republican women, if you want to vote for Hillary Clinton, you don't have to tell the pollsters, you don't have to tell anybody who you voted for, <laughs> and that's the truth. I mean, I imagine there's a lot of Republican women who uh, who have Trump supporter husbands or Trump supporter spouses uh, or significant others who want to vote for Hillary Clinton, they're just afraid to say it. And I think that's going to be, I think that in terms of the Bradley effect, we talk about the Bradley effect of people not telling pollsters who they want to vote for and then voting anyway. Um, that could actually happen in favor of Clinton. And we're seeing that bear out in Florida if these numbers actually are true. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when I heard that news, I was all at once excited, which because it was really encouraging. Right. But at the same time, I went, because um, this happened in 2004 where we started to get early returns like exit polling right at the beginning of the day where we started hearing about this alleged John Kerry landslide. That's right. Remember again, that? Again, why I'm not going to watch TV during the day. I will <laughs> yeah. not. I will not do that. I will watch beginning at, you know, whatever at Pacific time. What? Six, seven yeah. o'clock, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, well, the good news is, is for us out here, we're going to get to have an earlier election night than than people on the East Coast. That's what I always like about being, <laughs> being in a different time zone. We'll be able to see, uh, we'll be able to know who won relatively early in the day or in the evening. So that, that'll be nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's right around the corner. And the thing is, with these uh with the polling the way it is with the polling aggregators like nate silver and everything and certainly with these surveys of early voters makes me nervous as hell that people are going to start to see oh well hillary clinton's got in the back six points ahead in florida according it's with early voters factored in i mean actual voters and they're just going to stay home i guess she's got it and that's i mean i just worry the hell about that because that's what happened in 2004. People started seeing those exit polls rolling out into cable news and onto the internet. And so they're like, oh, well, never mind. 
<laughs> and then, of course, everybody got crushed that, or the the Democrats all got crushed that night when right. when it turned out to be a, a, a fairly decisive George W. Bush victory with the Ohio, some of the Ohio precincts uh, being an exception there because the, I think those were still a little bit fishy. All right, we're gonna we have more. I, I think I've got some more good news here. I'm going to detail some more good news, but we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about some of the uh, the, the latest numbers and, uh, oh, and a bit of an exclusive. I actually have an exclusive for the Bob and Chez show today. That's pretty awesome. great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But first, we're going to talk about this. It's Indochino. Oh, my God. This is, this is like a dream come true for a guy like me because I'm like, I'm, I'm 6'4". And when I go to buy suits, when I go to buy any clothes, I can never find my exact size. If I go for an extra large to fit my arms, then there's too much fabric in the midsection. So I'm like wearing this tent, but with arms that, you know, sleeves that fit. Mm. It's a pain in the neck. So now there's Indochino making the best suits custom tailored to your Body. Indochino is one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. They're making it easy for men to get a great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's how it works. Visit Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. There's one right here in San Francisco. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Submit your body measurements. Kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. Custom tailored in four weeks. This week, my listeners uh, or our listeners get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com when entering the promo code BANDC at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, plus shipping free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BANDC, for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. Get ready to look like a million bucks at Indochino.com. Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Thursday show, last show before election day, right? We get stuff, we both know it, we don't talk too much about it. Yep. We'll be, uh, we'll be doing a show, of course, on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morning on election day. So, so on Tuesday's show, here's a special assignment for our listeners. you got to listen to Tuesday's show on Tuesday. You can't wait until Wednesday, because then it's no longer going to be timely. We're going to be talking about the election. Of course we are, like we have been for the last, I don't know, year and a half. And so, uh, but I mean, if you if you wait and listen to Tuesday's show on Wednesday, then you're not going to give a rip because we won't know the winner of the election or any of that happy crappy. Do so. we defeat Truman? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. We can pretend you won. We can do one of those. <laughs> Gerald Ford, dead today at the senseless age of 89. Um, okay, so let's get into uh, some good. I actually have some good, happy news for everyone who was upset that everything was so negative, or in past several shows, in fact, uh, have been negative. But I mean, again, it's like Chez said it exactly right. It's it's we're just relating the the state of play in the, in the election, and I'm not willing to uh, to be you know all you know I would have unicorns and rainbows about it. I would have been happier in three weeks. Three weeks ago, I would have been in a better place. 
three weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were both in a, a much better mood. In fact, I, you know, honestly, I still believe that Hillary Clinton is going to win. It's just that what's discouraging to me is when I see Trump gaining ground, when I see Trump with the potential to win. Oh, by the way, uh, special uh, uh, public service announcement for Trump supporters. Make sure you get out and vote November 28th. Okay, yeah, and, and so, I mean, I, um, I it's really discouraging when I see someone as incompetent and someone as terrible as Donald Trump actually doing well in a presidential election. When I see all that, all those red well, it states. Speaks, it speaks volumes about who we are as a country. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, it's it, it's, it makes a statement about how easily led uh, 45, 40 to 45% of the American voting public actually yeah. is. I got a friend of mine who's, you know, I just, who's, it doesn't surprise me one bit that he's voting for Trump because of course he is, you know, and he's, you know, he's, he's the ultimate sort of capitalist and he's from Miami and he's, you know, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's been a lifelong Republican the whole bit. And he's, you know, and he texted me last night and he's like, uh, you know, he basically says, he says, admit it, uh, you know, a Trump presidency would be a lot of fun. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I try really hard not to be, you know, like the humorless asshole. Yeah. But f you. <laughs> I don't yeah. want a fun president. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, from a coverage point of view, and in fact, I wrote this uh, in Banter Magazine. Once again, another plug for Banter Magazine. Uh, you know, it would be great for our careers. It really would to have a Trump presidency, but I don't think we, I don't think we would survive. I mean, it would be, I don't, I wouldn't want, I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to do this. It's not saying, I'm not saying I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that it would be very, very, it would be soul crushing yeah. to continue having to pay attention to politics when even though we would all feel the effects of it, we would feel the effects of a, of a, a destabilized America and destabilized yeah. world. Um, I mean, imagine all so the to have, to have to really pay attention to the minutia of it would, would really, really eat me alive. Yeah, I mean, and imagine all of the white nationalist alt right, right. fanboys of Donald Trump. A, they've all they've all become legitimized. They've all got a voice. Dear God, I was writing in today into work, and uh, and NPR was doing a story on how David David Duke David Duke was part of a uh, debate last night in yes I David <laughs> fucking. Duke. Yep. We are still talking about him. And he's polling at above 5% in that uh, Louisiana Senate race. Is it Louisiana? I think it is. Um, and which is, it's just terrifying. And then in that debate, I'm sure you noticed this, David Duke basically pretending he's Donald Trump. Yeah. Interrupting the moderator, insulting the moderator, just being sure, generally because, unruly. Because these people have been given new power. That's right. Thanks to Trump. Yeah. Yeah, you can act like this and still get, you know, a solid 40 to 45 percent of the vote. This is that's just terrifying. That's what really makes me uh, the most discouraged in following this and following this news to see the race uh, uh, narrowing the way it is. It just shouldn't be happening. It, it, a, a clown like Donald Trump should never, ever, ever, ever have gotten this far. And the fact that he is, I mean, he just he has no business being on the stage. No business running for president. No! Uh, <laughs> he had no business being out there! No business! He doesn't. He doesn't have any business. And and so um, that's what's that's what makes me want to put a gun in my mouth for God. Not literally, of course. But, you know, actually following a Trump 
presidency, knowing how incompetent he is. Plus, remembering back to the excruciating endurance test that was the George W. Bush years and knowing that Donald Trump will not have the same level of decorum as to say that George W. Bush looks infinitely more presidential than Donald Trump is actually true. It's also very, very weird to say it, but it's absolutely true. All right. So before we uh, before we start putting guns in our mouths, (laughs) some uh, some good news. Hillary's national numbers are basically the same as before the James Comey letter. So essentially, uh, according to the latest Reuters Ipsos poll. Uh, her numbers really are unaffected by by James Comey. Now you could say maybe she was maybe gonna b- bounce up a little bit in the in the numbers, and the James Comey thing uh, negated that. I don't know. Hillary Clinton led Republican Donald Trump by six percentage points among likely voters, according to the Reuters Ipsos Daily Tracking Poll released on Wednesday. The same advantage the Democratic presidential nominee held before an FBI announcement that reignited the controversy about her email practice. So there, that's pretty good. This is uh, a survey of uh, 1,700 people who have either voted already or are identified as likely voters in the November 8th election. 45% said they supported Clinton. 39% said they uh, backed Donald Trump. On Thursday, the day before the Comey announcement, Clinton led Trump uh, 43 to 37. So I guess that's, uh, that's not too bad. Uh, plus, Hillary is exceeding uh, Barack Obama's 2012 numbers nationally. Uh, so at this point in time, in the 2012 campaign, Obama was at 48.2%. Mitt Romney was at 46.7%. I mean, we forget the 2012 campaign was really goddamn tight, especially when you compare it to this year. But uh, at this point, uh, Hillary Clinton is at 47.5%. This is according to HuffPost pollster. And Trump is at 42%. So Hillary's got a five and a half point lead as opposed to Barack Obama, who barely had a two-point lead let's at hope. this point in time. Let's so hope. That is encouraging. That's Hope some, springs eternal. Some good news. The enthusiasm gap between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump has narrowed back to just two points. Clinton fell behind Trump in strong enthusiasm in the uh, post-ABC News poll over the weekend, with 43% of her supporters saying they were very enthusiastic, below Trump's 53%, and a larger gap than before the FBI announced it may review additional emails. Trump's advantage in enthusiasm has shrunk to only two points in the last two days of interviewing, with the share of Clinton and Trump supporters who are very enthusiastic standing at at 51% and 53% re- respectively. I mean, I can kind of see that, and maybe there's something to Trump talking about his crowd size that affects the uh, the enthusiasm numbers for him. But, of course, this doesn't mean much of anything if they don't actually turn out to vote. Now, here is the actual breakdown. I should have some music for this. Let's do this. Here's uh, a bit of uh, an exclusive for the show. I heard from uh, a very reliable source who's working at the uh, Clinton campaign headquarters, not just a field office, but the campaign headquarters, who has informed me that, yes, Hillary's team is, in fact, using the Obama 2012 precinct targeting strategy that uses census data to pinpoint likely voters. And they're zeroing in on, uh, on those houses, on those households. So that's, I mean, one of the reasons why Barack Obama did so well and actually defied his polling going into the election in 2012, actually did better, Barack Obama did better than his polling, 
was because they so uh, laser focused their targeting uh, mm. down to the precinct level using census data. Going back to the census data and then uh, cross-indexing that census data with uh, th- their voter rolls and, and able to determine. I mean, this was so in- innovative uh, for the Obama uh, campaign to do uh, four years ago. And the great news is that Hillary Clinton's doing the exact same thing. Donald Trump, on the other hand, zero ground game. His whole get out the vote thing is relying upon the RNC to do it and to say at his rallies, you got to get out and vote. Make sure you get out and vote November 28th. Vote twice. Earlier this week, he said vote twice. There are some states where you can vote twice, he said. (sighs) What an idiot. So we're going to take a short break and we come back. Uh, I got to talk about Nate Silver here in a second. There's something something interesting happening with Nate Silver. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's not uh, it's not good. But we're going to talk about uh, that right after we talk about this. Oh, it's oh my God! It's Harry's razors. Uh, Harry's razors. My favorite razors. The, the razors that saved the skin on my face. I'm not kidding when I say that. No more razor burn for me. And uh, if I decide to grow a mustache, this would be the month to do it. There's something else I love about Harry's. It's the annual fundraiser for men's health called Movember. Grow a mo, a mustache. It's a little aware of that, that a mustache was shortened to mo. See, the things you learn from the kids these days. Uh, this month, to raise money to fight prostate cancer and mental illness among our veterans, or you can raise money through a uh, fitness challenge or by hosting an event. Click the Movember link at harrys.com to find out more. And while you're there, think about holiday gifts. Harry's can make your gift shopping as smooth as it makes your face. Harry's German-engineered razors feature a lubricating strip, an advantage flex hinge, trimmer blade for tight spots, and a comfortable, no-slip rubberized handle. And for half the cost of the big brands without compromising quality. It's not too late to try the uh, Harry's starter kit. It's free with just $3 shipping. That's the razor, a blade cartridge, and the shave gel. A $13 value for less than what you'd pay for just one blade from the, the big guys. To get this free starter kit, go to harrys.com and subscribe to a blade schedule that's right for you. And for our listeners, there's an extra gift. Harry's Aftershave Balm, reducing redness with aloe and cucumber to leave your face cool and moist. But only if you support this show with the code B-A-N-D-C when you check out at harrys.com. That's uh, harrys with two R's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. And make sure to use the code B-A-N-D-C. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Buzz. The second half of today's show is brought to you by the BobSeska.com Amazon link. All right, if you want to go shopping, do, do some maybe early holiday shopping. It is November. Uh, go to Amazon.com using our link at BobSeska.com. It's just beneath the logo. Big capital letters says Amazon link. Takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as usual, as you normally do. You save money, and it uh, and it helps support the show because we get paid a teeny tiny commission from everything you buy. Make sure to bookmark it, and if you've got a small business, use the Amazon link to source all of your materials. Okay, uh, moving along here. No one likes Nate Silver anymore. <laughs> now that uh, I've just been seeing this uh, yeah, on social yeah, Fox, media. Fox has a, a piece up right now about that, about like, you know, people freaking out at, at Silver and is he right or is he wrong? I, I mean, I'm, I, you know what? I, I have touted Nate Silver 
for a very long time, and he he is gen generally correct. Yeah. Um. So I I do put a lot of faith in him, and I, I'm not just going to you know turn my back on that because he's saying something that doesn't make me happy. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's what it all comes down to. I I think this is a lot of and and again, it's ceding the high ground to the Trump people is what it's doing by saying Nate Silver is somehow trying to manipulate people's mindset going to the election by showing Donald Trump doing better than he might actually be doing in the polls and so forth. Um, that's like Donald Trump standing up in front of his crowds and saying the, the election is rigged or the media is rigging or the, or the, the polls are rigged against him, um, which is just, uh, that's, that's Trump's territory. Why are we doing the same thing now right. that, uh, now that the numbers are looking better for Trump, according to Nate Silver? I don't see it. I think Nate Silver is being cautious. I think he has every right to be cautious. Uh, this is a, a, a very difficult thing to do, to aggregate and then to predict. He's putting his entire reputation on the line. The entire reputation of his company, he's, he's basically branched up four years ago. He was doing this for the New York Times. This year, he's doing it just as himself, as his own thing. So there's a lot at stake for him here. I don't think he necessarily is uh, is gaming uh, the process in order to um, be psychological about it, maybe convince people more Democrats to vote, or he's being overly I think I saw a lot of comments uh, online, people saying that he's being deliberately dramatic in order to uh, generate traffic for himself or to, to push this uh, horse race narrative, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't see any indication. I've never seen any indication whatsoever from uh, from Nate Silver, this, this is something that he would actually do. I think the the default position has to be the same, no matter uh, whether Hillary Clinton is up or whether Hillary Clinton is down. If Nate Silver's got better numbers for Donald Trump this week, that's the way it is. And I have no reason whatsoever. I mean, the Michigan primary aside, one primary out of how many years of of predicting elections accurately. Yeah. Um, regardless of that nate silver remains the gold standard if nate silver right now is showing uh in the polls only forecast hillary clinton at 66.9 percent chance of winning donald trump 33.1 percent chance of winning with uh most of the battleground states leaning trump at this point that i mean that's the way it is that's probably if the election was held today well i can just switch over to the now cast and know exactly what it is basically the same um, this is how everything's going to suss out on election day. If you know, again, if it, if it was held today, so that means Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Iowa, Utah, Arizona, and Nevada have all slipped into the Trump category. Dear God, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dear God is exactly right. Now, uh, some of the other polling outfits, Real Clear Politics, for example, I think is giving Hillary Clinton Florida. I think uh, Florida and Nevada, for that matter, mm. with uh, with Trump picking up North Carolina, Ohio and Iowa. But the reality is that um, Hillary Clinton is still above 270. Donald Trump is not anywhere. He's still well behind 270. So that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Now, I, I've wanted all along for Donald Trump to get blown out in a massive landslide. But there's still there's still enough time for something to come along to actually make that happen some big bombshell and i hope there is i hope there's one more thing and maybe it's this uh this civil trial uh for rape that, that well the i mean Lee, you know lisa bloom was supposed to hold that uh that news conference yesterday and and 
the Jane Doe backed out of it. Yeah, because of course anyone would back out of it because right, and that and that you know it doesn't make the case look great. I'm not saying that I'm not by any means uh, uh you know poo pooing what this what this woman's allegations are, but yeah, yeah I mean just but, po- politically. There, there's that part of me that's like, I'm sorry for your pain. Get to it. <laughs> right. But I mean, just I'm looking at this map here and I'm going, you know, this is not good news for Hillary Clinton necessarily, but she's still, you know, poised to win, according to Nate Silver. It's just not going to be the big blowout uh, that we were hoping for. But it could still it could still very, very well happen. I mean, the, the other shoe is yet to drop on the. Uh, the rape trial and so forth. So you never know what exactly is lurking around the corner. But what we do know is that Nate Silver's uh, forecasts are usually correct. So, you know, again, things are solidifying. Things are leveling off for Hillary Clinton. That could mean a swing back uh, to uh, the blue category for North Carolina and Florida. It, you know, we could know these things early in the evening on uh, on Tuesday night. So it's not that big a deal. I just urge liberals especially, remember, we are the reality-based people. We uh, rely on things like math and science. And just because Nate Silver is, is, uh, is putting some bad news out there right now doesn't mean he's necessarily wrong. wrong. We can't game the refs like that. If we're going to rely on a guy to give us accurate, an accurate read on the election, then that's it. Don't suddenly become Dean Chambers. Don't try to unskew Nate Silver. Well, he's just being dramatic. Right. And, that's, and again, this is the reason why I'm just closing my eyes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write right. my. I just heard from Ben. I have to write a magazine piece. Jesus Christ. Good luck. So I'll write my magazine piece <laughs> later today. Yeah. Um, you know when I'm, I don't know, maybe on my lunch break or something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We, I've got some audio coming up. I just, I just I'll realized it when I get home from work. Screw that. I, I know we just did a break. We're going to do another break so we can come back. I've got uh, a bunch of audio still to get to. Uh, Trump attacking Katie Turner. Then Kellyanne Conway. This is a pretty big deal. Kellyanne Conway actually got flummoxed uh, by Trump's blurting, and uh, on MSNBC, she actually was unable to answer a que- the whole. Kellyanne Conway machinery ground to a screeching halt on this Mm. MSNBC segment this morning with Willie Geist. Gotta play that. That's coming up uh, right after these words. Ah, I just love my new gingerbread man soap. Mm Mmm, smells just like the real thing. Except it lathers up with awesome soapy suds. Hey, what the? (laughs) Can't catch me! Hey, your soap. You're not supposed to talk. Can't catch me! Just try! What the? Hey, where are you going? Can't catch me! Hey, come on! You're my delicious soap! I need you! I need your gingerbready bubbles! So does the world, lady. It's that time of year and I'm off to bring scrumptious suds to all the good boys and girls the world over. But you're my soap! Hey, get over here! I, I'm gonna get you! Would you get over here? <laughs> Can't catch me! Can't catch me. Gingerbread man soap and other handmade brilliant bath and body only from Bubble Genius. Bubbles guaranteed. Talking not included. Actual soap will not run away. Bye. 
Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, still uh, a few more good little uh, pieces of audio here to get to before we wrap up the show today. So, Donald Trump, this is what Donald Trump does. Instead of instead of directly attacking the media, where he said, go after that person right there and attack her and rough her up. Instead of saying that, what Donald Trump just does is he says, look how dishonest, look at them. And he points to them with his stubby little fingers. Look at them back there. The most dishonest people I've ever seen. They're so dishonest. The media is dishonest. They're dishonest. The media, dishonest. And then he repeats himself nine different ways. Um, That's what he does. And so that usually gives his people, his surrogates, his campaign staffers, some sort of wiggle room. Well, he didn't he didn't say anything negative about Katie Turr, but he's still he's still inciting his people to attack, you know, reporters. He's still attacking, you know, inciting uh, his his crazy supporters to go after people like Katie Turr. Here's Donald Trump doing exactly that yesterday. These people are among the most dishonest people I've ever met, spoken to. These are the most dishonest people. No, what are they saying? Sieg Heil? Sieg Heil? Is that what they're doing? Fucking Nuremberg rally. Yeah, exactly right. I don't know what they're saying, but it's not good. So sad. It's too bad those cameras aren't turning around to see this incredible group of people with thousands more outside. Thousands. Isn't it too bad? So sort of yeah, he loves the fact that he's got big crowd sizes. <laughs> by the way, by the way, yes, I know that the squid that pre- predicts hockey match or soccer matches is dead. I understand that. You don't have to tell me again on Twitter. Whenever oh yeah, <laughs> why? I, that's right. I I think I made that joke several months ago, and and, and a bunch of people did that. A bunch yeah, of people I like know. you know, Paul the octopus. Yeah, and they're Paul. like Paul died. See, like I said. Like I said, when you make any kind of mistake, it's and by the way, it's not a mistake. It's not I knew a mistake. It was, it was a, a joke. fucking joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. A, it's just a joke for candidates who say somehow that that crowd sides sizes and yard signs are an indication of electoral victory. You might as well just be citing the squid that predicts uh, soccer matches. I mean, that's what I I said that again yesterday, and of course, everyone's like, oh, dead, dead, too soon, too soon about Paul the squid or whatever it is. Paul the Octopus, who predicts, uh, yeah, he predicts soccer, right? Did I get that right? That part right? Sometimes I say hockey. It was the World Cup. (laughs) The World Cup. And so here's Donald Trump basically going to Paul the Octopus to predict it. Look at the crowd size. We got these massive crowd sizes. That means we're going to win. Something's happening. That's what he's going to say here. Something's happening. Look what's happening. But, But you know, if Hillary speaks and there's 30 people in a line, they say, oh, the crowd is massive. No, they never say that. They've never said the press I've never seen in the media ever, ever someone see a, a crowd of 30 people at a Hillary rally and say oh, the crowd is don't. massive. He's just he's just a baby. He's a <laughs> fucking baby. He really is a baby. <laughs> he's a baby who who simply has to have his ego stroked at all times. That's right. That's right. We also have got some audio of uh, of Trump talking himself down, trying to talk himself out of uh, going wildly off point. We're going to play that in a second. She's never had a crowd like this in her life. Mm-hmm. President Obama shouldn't be campaigning for any longer. It's really a conflict, right? 
No. He ought to be working on jobs, on the border, on building up our military, instead of campaigning for crooked Hillary Clinton. That's what he ought to be doing. <laughs> He's in North Carolina, but we're going to North Carolina right after this, so... But we have two more today in Florida, and we have massive crowds. There's mm. something happening. No. They're not reporting it. Katie, you're not reporting it, Katie. Mm. But there's something happening, Katie. There's something happening, Katie. A Trump administration will also... Well, by the way, the Trump administration, it gives me shivers down my spine. I, I pulled my ear pieces out, <laughs> my earbuds. I'm sorry. It's the same reaction that I have now. When I hear his voice, when I'm listening to NPR, yeah, and I'll hear they do coverage, and if they start with a Clinton story, and then they go to a Trump story, but the Clinton story didn't have any sound, I know I'm okay, yeah, because I because they won't air sound for, for the Trump story. Well, if I hear Clinton audio, I know Trump's coming next, and I will change the channel. I'm so fucking sick of hearing that voice. I mean, here he is once again attacking a woman, singling yep. out Katie Turr, singling of all out people. Katie Turr, who did. F- nothing to him besides cover him legitimately yeah i mean how often have we mentioned katie turr on this show as as far as being some sort of uh liberal apparatic in the news media i mean never we i mean you know it's as as far as See, names, i mean is, she's this doing is, this is the thing that they don't understand yeah. in in the eyes of the of the the trump people mm-hmm. simply reporting on the that he says and does yeah. is somehow uh, yellow journalism. That's exactly it's right. Biased. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes back to the old Stephen Colbert saying, "Reality has a well-known liberal bias." You know, how dare you quote this man? And here we are. We're quoting him uh, attacking Katie Turr, and Kellyanne Conway was completely incapable of defending what Donald Trump did uh, on MSNBC this morning with with Willie Geist. This is. This is pretty amazing to watch. Kellyanne Conway, as we all know, is a spin bot. She is a spinning machine. She can spin her way out of almost literally everything. Today, though, for whatever reason, completely flummoxed. Watch the wheels come off of this thing. Something happening. You can start with uh, Trump's audio here. You're not reporting it, Katie. But there's something happening, Katie. There's something happening, Katie. Katie's her. Do you think it's appropriate for Donald Trump in a public setting like that to single out reporters and not just an NBC or any reporter by name, given the heat reporters have been taking in this, given the fact that Katie has had to be escorted out by Secret Service at previous rallies? Why is he calling people out by name in the back of the room? Well, I, I, he obviously didn't mean it in any malicious way. You heard what he said, but I've, I've see. There's this. Well, there's a little bit of spin right there. He didn't mean it in of any course. malicious way. He doesn't have to say, "Go kick her in the face." He yep. doesn't need to say that. All he needs to do is just to, to, to incite his crowd, and they'll just yep. do the rest. They'll come yep. up with some creative way to attack her. Sure. She's got Secret Service protection escorting her in and out of these places. The media is dishonest, and then he calls out Katie Turr specifically. Mm -hmm. That's right. And what do his people here? You're talking about a bunch of fucking crazy, amped up yokels. So basically, he's saying that woman right there, Katie Turr, pointing to her directly as she sits in the press pen. That woman right there is the enemy. Go get her. That's what he's saying. That's exactly what he's saying. Kellyanne Conway insulting our intelligence. The thing everyone watching MSNBC is in is a complete nitwit. <laughs> Thinking, oh, okay, I guess she's right. I guess you know he didn't really incite her. He didn't really incite anybody to attack. Yeah. Spoken to NBC News about that issue, and I'll leave it there. 
Oh, okay. So, so here's what's happening. Uh, Kellyanne Conway said she's she's spoken to NBC News about this issue, and she's going to leave it there. So she must have had some sort of off the record conversation with someone right. at NBC News about this exact story. Yeah. And she's unwilling to talk about it even further. Dead, but I've, I've spoken to NBC News about that issue, and I'll leave it there. Would Kelly, you like to shed any light on it? No. <laughs> Sorry. So Kellyanne Conway, who sheds light on everything, right. <laughs> can't shed any light on this. This indicates to me that Kellyanne Conway was kind of disgusted with what happened. And is just unwilling to somewhere, say it publicly. Somewhere in there she has to be. I mean, she just, she has to be. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me as if she would only stay off the record if it was something that was disparaging to Donald J. Trump. That's why she, she said to NBC News, maybe in a story that comes out in a day or two, or maybe even after the election, and maybe the NBC News person is uh, Mark Halperin and John Heilman. Maybe it's those guys. Maybe this is something where uh, Kellyanne Conway said to them, you know what, this was completely over the top. Donald Trump, there's no excuse for what Donald Trump said. That's maybe what it is. I mean, who knows? It could be anything. But that seems like the most likely explanation for why she would just completely button up, even though Kellyanne Conway loves to talk. Wow. Uh, Call me later. Call me later, she said. What's, why, why can't we talk about it on TV? Uh, but I will, I will tell you just generally about the media. You saw the polls. I hope you saw them this weekend. Now, listen how ham-fisted this is. This segue into, now I'm just going to talk about how dishonest the media is. This had to do with Donald Trump right. inciting his people to beat up uh, Katie Turr, to attack Katie Turr, either verbally or physically. And and Kellyanne Conway is just going to segue to the, her generic line about how the media is rigged for, for Hillary Clinton. At this week, that by a margin of 10 to 1, that's kind of way outside the margin of error, by a margin of 10 to 1, Americans think the media want Hillary Clinton to win. I honestly think that the... By the way, that's another case where they're looking at, at polling data of people, where, what people think, and they, they believe that because of that, every, it's actually true. Like, because right. the American people think that the media wants Hillary Clinton to win, that means that the media actually does want Hillary Clinton to win. And it's different. Right. It's the it's the it's the uh, the era of feels of the feels <laughs> the feels. What you feel must be true. No, that's what right. you feel is fucking meaningless. So that's it's uh, subjective, and it's what you feel, moron. So that's generally what uh, Kellyanne Conway said. I just thought it was an utterly fascinating uh, slip up where she just she wouldn't talk about the issue itself. And then she makes this stumbly ham fisted segue into some generic run about the, the rigged media. Just funny it's really something fascinating is happening behind the scenes there Something's happening the uh hitler bunker mentality the hitler 1945 and the bunker kind of thing going on which is what we uh what we read about in the new york magazine this week too so here but before we wrap up here's donald trump showing you how much discipline he really really has in six days we are going to win the great state of florida mm -hmm. And we are going to win the White House. Going to win it. It's feeling like it already, isn't it? Just, we've got to be nice and cool. Nice and cool. Right? Stay on point, Donald. Stay on point. No sidetracks, Donald. Nice and easy. Nice. Because I've been watching Hillary the last few days. She's totally unhinged. We don't want any of that. She has become unhinged. Yep. Yeah. You've got to make sure to vote and to vote early if you can. 
Vote twice if you can't. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah. So, uh, Donald Trump talking about... Uh, yeah. They're trying to talk himself down. Trying desperately to avoid saying something stupid. But that's, what it, that. that's what this undisciplined bastard's got to do. He, he right. can barely maintain that threshold of of uh, down-the-middle decency. And he can't even do that. He just, he can't, he can barely contain himself from blurting something stupid. Yeah, I mean, somebody just needs to bait him. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, really, that's what needs to happen. Someone needs to get him to say something. There just needs to be one more thing to lock down, to at least lock the numbers into place as to where they are now. Right. Yeah, I know. I promised myself I wasn't going to get all uh, all negative here, but I mean, either the polls are going to level off by themselves, or something needs to happen to level off the polls. Otherwise, Donald Trump's going to win on Tuesday. <sighs> I mean, I'm so- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I can't I can't sit here and go. Ah, there's no chance. Stop stop whining. Why are you whining and crying, people about? About the polls, it's okay. Hillary Clinton's easily... No, I'm not going to sit here and say Hillary Clinton is easily going to win. I've said from the very beginning, I've I've said at least since the primaries, that the general election was going to come down to five points or less. You can go back, you can listen to the tapes of the show, and you'll hear me say five points or less as far as the spread between Clinton and Trump. Now, of course, there were some times when the, the polling was much broader than that. And none of us can. We'll win. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, not I'll, all. I'll know. I'll know the night of the eighth. Yep. All right. Well, the next time you hear our voices, it'll be Tuesday morning, November eighth. Make sure to listen to that Tuesday show on Tuesday because if you don't, it's going to be useless to you after that. <laughs> but if you're a subscriber to the after party, we've got one more show to go this week. That'll be uh, Friday morning, the after party. Sign up at patreon.com slash Bob and Chaz at the $10 level. Get two postmortem shows per week and the after party every goddamn week. All right, postmortem shows coming up next at patreon.com slash Bob and Chaz. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye.